You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, episode 225. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, with you here for episode 225. This is a very special episode because I'm joined by my wonderful husband, Mr. Aaron Heath. That's me. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am sitting in our lovely hotel in Florida. Uh, we're at Podcast Movement we 2019. Are. Yay. Yay. So those of you who've been following me for a little while may know that um, we came to Orlando, Florida. We actually got here like three days ago. Three days. We went to Disneyland yesterday. Yep. Disney Disney World. Oh, Disney World. <laughs> It's Disneyland it's different. at the end. Yeah, you're not allowed to call it Disneyland. Um, so we've been here for a few days and last week on the show I mentioned that the next four weeks are going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be the usual programming because we are traveling for the next few weeks. Um, but I thought, you know, each week I'll do a podcast that's to do with what we're up to and what we've been learning. So it may not necessarily be to do with communication, public speaking, um, you know, leadership in the workplace, which is what we normally talk about, but it'll still be interesting at the very least. Although this one is about um, presentation skills because we did go to uh, Club Wyndham yesterday. Yes. Uh, Tell us how that happened, Aaron. Well, we wanted to go to Disney World and we went to the front desk of the hotel we were staying at. And they were selling tickets to Disneyland. And we were like, hey, we need two tickets. We're leaving tomorrow. And the guy was like, hey, uh, I can get you cheap tickets. And They're like half price. Half price. Really cheap. So me and Christina were like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. So the guy was like, oh, you do have to sit through a presentation. Uh, it goes for, you know, an hour or whatever it was. And we were like, yeah, that, that sounds fine. And then he was like, uh, you got to be here at 730 and yeah. I thought, damn, that's early. That's less fine. <laughs> but then I also thought, you know, we are um, wanting to take advantage of the day at Disneyland, so we may as well get up early and get down there. So uh, we agreed to it, signed our life away, uh, and went down there and watched a presentation from uh, Mark and had Michael as our, what would you call him? I don't know, definitely not. They probably don't call themselves sales reps. No. Like customer experience Managers manager, or perhaps. something like that. And we, we weren't planning on doing a podcast about this, by the way, but halfway through the presentation, I thought, oh my God, this is a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast about this. So today, Aaron and I are going to share with you our thoughts around the Club Wyndham presentation slash sales pitch that we experienced um, because we, it was, it was amazing to observe such a, a well-oiled machine in terms of like sales and, and presentations running. So we, we're going to share with you some of the things that we really enjoyed about it and what we learned. And, you know, some of these things you can, may very well um, apply to your own presentations, you know, or times if, or when you want to persuade or influence someone. Um, now, if you're listening to this and you know, before, I just want to mention before we get into it, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet joined my free Facebook group, um, then I invite you to join. We are the C Method Rockstars on Facebook. We've got a thriving community of awesome people there who are all committed to developing their 
presentation and communication skills. So come on over and join us. I post in there every single day. Can't wait to connect with you. That again is the C method rock stars. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so when we arrived, so I'll just take you. So with this experience, like we, we walked into Club Wyndham and once they got us registered, we had um, Michael, our customer, we'll call him the customer experience manager, came in to meet with us and he asked us a few questions and then took us out to the balcony, which was overlooking the gorgeous pool. And, you know, we had a bit of a chat there. And one of the first things he said was, just want to let you know that there is no pressure to buy anything. You know, we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to have fun today. You know, let's go. Which I thought was a nice start to it because, I don't know, were you feeling a little bit uneasy at the start, Aaron? Oh, yeah, because essentially they're, they're selling timeshare. So you're always a bit like, mm, is it going to be the hard sell? Is it going to be the kid gloves approach? Can you explain what timeshare is? Uh, it's essentially where you um, give them money and you get access to, you know, a service or, you know, uh, an area or... So in this case, it's like you get a certain amount of points and you can redeem those points for stays in hotels, well, specifically Wyndham Resort hotels all around the world. I think it was partners as well. And they're partners, yeah. And it works out to being much cheaper. So, you know, if you're buying a certain number of points and you spend, let's say, 10,000 points or whatever it is for a room in a hotel, um, the rate's probably going to be, well, it's going to be much less than what you would pay normally if you booked it. And then you also get like share, do you get shares in the hotel? You get shares and then after you pay off, let's, we'll pick an arbitrary number and let's say it's $10,000. And then you pay that off over four years and you get a certain amount of shares. And then every year you get to have 10 nights, you know, or 20 nights or whatever it is at hotels around the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's so there's a bunch works. of different stuff. Yeah. Anyway, overall, it's a pretty good deal. Like if you're traveling a lot and you love resorts, It'll work really well for you. But anyway, we're not here to promote them. And by the way, they're not paying us to say this or anything. Yeah, we, is... we didn't purchase. No, no, we didn't. We, just so you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> we didn't purchase. We did not purchase. Um, but we do want to share with you the, the whole sales presentation. So, um, so after we had the initial conversation with our customer service um, manager, we went into a room where there was like 40-odd people, maybe 30 people like us, all seated there. And then they had you know, a screen up there. And then in came Mark, who was like the manager, the the head guy. He he did the presentation. He did the presentation. And he spoke for, how long do you reckon? Like 30, 40 30 minutes. minutes. Oh, not even 40, I reckon. Maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, something like that. So something that I noticed straight away was he came in, he was super friendly, high energy, and then he had a whiteboard where he wrote up, um, why do you vacation? And he said, who, like, hands up, you know, tell me, why do you vacation? So people, you know, were immediately saying, oh, to relax, spend time with family, to see new places. And he wrote all this up. And and this was fantastic because it got the audience talking first. And this is what I loved. He didn't just come out and say, well, Club Wyndham and this is what we do and this is why we're so great. No, he made it all about the audience and asked everyone else to contribute. And this was perfect because it then guided us towards the selling point 
So someone said, you know, more time with family. And he said, yes. Now, isn't more time, who here believes that time with, more time with family is important? And of course, everyone puts their hand up. So this was beautiful because it got everyone to like buy in from the start and, um, and go, yeah, this is why I'm here. You know, I, yes, I want more time with family. Although it did make me laugh that there was a few people who didn't put their hands up and Mark gave the the slight eyebrow raise of what people don't want to spend time with family. And, you know, <laughs> he used humour, which, you know, I always view as a, as a good selling point as well, if mm. you've got a bit of humour about you. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, another thing that he did was ask everyone, where's your dream destination? So we got people to you know, yell out where they want to go. About 70% of the room said Hawaii. And we were in America and I was like, surely you can think of somewhere more exotic than Hawaii. Most people said Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. And I'm like, anyone saying Australia? I think one person said Australia. Yeah, one person said Australia. Maybe they felt sorry for us. They're like, Mm. oh, we got to, you know, humour the Aussies in the room. (laughs) But mostly it was Hawaii. Anyway, the point is he got everyone to contribute and share their experiences. So it was a very engaging start, which is what, I really loved, and I thought that's that was a great start to the um, to the presentation. I noticed also he got a lot of hand raises, which is excellent if you want to engage with your audience. So asking people, you know, who's been to you know Canada, who's been to you know Hawaii, you know, and get getting people to raise their hands. Who thinks that this is important, you know, and people raise their hands. And he did that throughout the presentation, which means that we continued to be engaged. Because as humans, it's very hard to, like if someone says, um, who believes spending time with your family is important? It's hard to not raise your hand. Like even if you're like, I don't want to raise my hand, you still feel like you should. <laughs> to be part of the group. Exactly. Because we all like to belong, you know, and I do this in my workshops as well. Um, I'll raise, get people to raise their hands. Were you going to say something, Aaron? He was making that face at me like, I want to say something. <laughs> We need better facial communication, Okay, I think. Good thing we're not videoing this. You're going to think we're nuts. Okay. Um, what was the next thing I want to share? Oh, so I've shared on this podcast before about the, the presentation structure called Format. And I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. I can't remember which episode it was, but if you search Format, it's as in letter four, then Matt. Um, it's a foolproof presentation structure that you can use for so many different things. And it, you, if you pick picture four quadrants and one is, and it goes, and you go clock, clock, right, clockwise around the quadrants, why, what, how, and if. Now, if you address each of these four quadrants, you, you engage every different type of audience member. So the why is what Mark did at the start. So asking the questions. Then I noticed he went into the what and he went in and explained we are Club Wyndham. This is about Wyndham Resorts. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. So he went into the facts and the data about the company. And he showed some really persuasive graphs and charts with numbers and percentages. Now, numbers and percentages, not my thing. But for many people, including Aaron, they are. Yeah, I love stats. It, it's it's proof of concept. It's like... Um... And I'm not to I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I must be with the rest of the people. But I definitely want to understand, you know, who's doing it, how often they're doing it, and why they're doing it, and you know, graphs and things like that, percentages. They they give a a firm understanding for me. So were those numbers, did they make it more appealing for you, Aaron, when they came up? 
it's a more persuasive argument for me. I view it like it, it's, you know, it's proof of concept um, because I can say, oh, you'll love it. Lots of people love it. And, and, you know, Bob loves it. It's like, I'm sure Bob does love it. But I'd like to see the I'd like to see the stats. You want to see that eighty five percent of people love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, and that's what this was all about. So this is the what part of the presentation. So all the people who love stats and facts and data, they were kept happy through what he shared. Next, he went into the how, and he said, "So, ha- so how do we go on holiday? Uh, sorry, va- you know, he's the word vacation because that's what Americans say." Um, how do people go on vacation? And he talked about when you um, you might have a holiday home, sorry, a vacation home, which you own, so you own the vacation. Or you might, um, he calls it renting it, where you go to a hotel and you pay for a night's accommodation, but then his argument was, but you have nothing to show for it at the end of it. You know, you have a receipt and that's all you have to show for it. Um, on a side note, mm. uh, the one thing that did uh, become blatantly obvious for me is that Americans do not get enough time off work mm. because he was asking one of the questions he asked was how long you know how long are your holidays usually and people were saying stuff like 4 days and 6 days and 8 days mm. and this is out of a whole year most people in the room had maybe a week's vacation On, a year yeah but look i spoke with a few people afterwards and and people were saying they get between 7 and 10 days a year and I was like, seven to ten days of holidays a year and you work the rest of the time. Because in Australia, it's normal for, for people to get four weeks. Everybody gets four weeks paid annual, annual leave. leave. Yeah. So going that, you know, going there, it certainly made us feel very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. For, you know, living in Australia. And I mean, even though we work for ourselves and we take as much time off as we want. <laughs> but even when I've but, worked for people, yeah. I get my four weeks a year. And like, if you've got a good boss... He'll he'll just give you time off unpaid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And in Australia, it's very normal to take a long vacation. Like it's very normal if you're like, oh, I'm going away for three weeks to Europe. Like in a lot of places, it's very normal and no one really questions it. Like no one's like, what do you mean? Yeah, in America, it feels like, you know, that the entrepreneurial spirit or the, the hard work gets you results has, you know, spun into don't take time off. And if you do, take a very short amount of time, which is mm. a little bit sad. Yeah. So that was something that we learned as well that, um, yeah, we're very grateful for being in Australia. So anyway, oh, yes, format structure. So Mark followed that really, really well, and I was able to see it in action, which is fantastic. Now, the second thing that he did really well was he shared lots of um, – well, actually, he, she, she, he shared two two personal stories that I thought was really lovely. He, he, he said that um, he shared the story of when he first went to one of these presentations, he and his wife had a conversation in the car saying, honey, we're not buying anything. All right. We're not buying anything. And he was like, yep, definitely not, not buying anything. <laughs> and then he shared the story of how like he was in that mindset and was like, no, nah, not going to buy. And then he said it ended up being the best decision he made for his family. Now, that is powerful, right? When you hear a story. Now, I'm assuming it's a true story, right? We hope it's a true story. I hope it's a true story and I'm going to assume that it's a true story. And it was powerful because many of the people in the room, I'm certain, would have had that exact same conversation in the car on the way there going, honey, we're not signing up for anything today. 
nothing, not signing it up. And in fact, we, did we have that conversation? No, we didn't because we're the kind of people that keep an open mind. I thought to myself on the way there, I was like, I'm pretty sure I won't buy. But because I'm a salesman, I'm always thinking to myself, but maybe the spiel will be really good. <laughs> maybe they'll force me to buy based off, you know, what the outcome is. They're like, all right, you get 20 days for, you know, $10 a night. You know, you never know what it's going to be. So for me, I always keep my options open. Yeah. Okay. You didn't tell me that beforehand. Of course not. <laughs> if I tell you that, you'll be like, oh, I you, we would have had the conversation where you said, oh, I don't think we should buy, where, you know, my sales instincts tell me if it's a really good deal, I'm mm. going to talk you into buying it. Yep. Yep. The second story that he shared was about his, this was a very moving story, actually. And and this one was definitely true because uh, being a salesman, you know, sometimes you, you hear people give analogies or, or give a story and you think to yourself, mm, that seems pretty rehearsed, where this one seemed very honest, very raw. Do you want to share what it was? Well, he essentially spoke about when his father passed away and his father passed away at quite a young age. And I guess, you know, like most Americans from, from going from what they spoke about yesterday, they don't get a lot of time off. And his dad never, you know, took a lot of holidays, worked hard for the family and when he finally did um, finish up at work and, and go into retirement, he got cancer quite um, quickly after that and, and didn't get the chance to go away with, you know, his family mm. or, or meet his grandchild. And it was it was a pretty heartbreaking story, you know. So for me, I, you know, that, that definitely touched me. Yeah, for sure. And I can imagine that would have had a massive impact on people because the the message of the story was, you know, what are you waiting for? Don't wait until you're retired. Don't wait for five or ten years' time to take your family on vacation. You know, take them now. Take take advantage of, of this time that you have. Which is, you know, what me and Christina um, definitely do. We We work very hard. But at the same time, we're always planning. You know, we want to have a we want to have time off. We want we want time for ourselves. We want we want to mm. enjoy our new marriage together. These are all important things. Yeah, for sure. So you know, so that that story was it was really powerful. And I know, like a lot of us, when we're thinking, oh, I'm in a business situation. You know, I mean, I'm at work. This is business. I can't bring my personal life into it. Um, it really, you know, sharing personal stories when it ha- when they have the right message can be super powerful because you get, you know, right into people's emotions and that is where people buy from. And when I say buy, you know, I don't just mean like buying with their money. I mean like buying in with their with their um um you know, their ideas or you know, jumping on board with you and your ideas, you know, getting there, you know, being able to influence them to think a certain way or behave in a certain way. It's a, it's that emotional connection. It's about being relatable as well. Um, because I'm sure people have, you know, regretted not making decisions or doing things or whatever it may be. So it instantly makes that a relatable story. Mm. Yeah. So look, overall, so those are the, the, the two main things that, or I think it was three main things I mentioned that um, that they did really well. And overall, you know, as an observer, it was really great to watch. And you could tell that they've done this many, many, many times before. Um, but the way that Mark presented, 
even though I could tell he'd done it many times before, it didn't seem overly like contrived or rehearsed. Like it still seemed to flow really naturally, which shows, you know, which, which is a testament to, um, you know, how effective and he is as, an, as a presenter. Well, both Mark and Michael, you can tell, believe in the product. Yeah. Um, it's not one of those things where they're like, oh, buy it, buy it, buy it, because part of the spiel for them is, and both Michael and Mark said this, where it was like, we don't have to push this. Mm. You know, we're one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the world. Um, you know, two out of four people buy it, you know, giving more stats, which I like. And yeah, they essentially said to us that people need this and the ones who need this will jump on board and the ones who won't, they won't take it. Like for us, we use a lot of Airbnbs. We travel quite differently than the majority of Americans. We get more time. But I think for a lot of the people in that room, they have such a limited time to take holidays. It, it would work for them. Mm. It would work for someone who only gets seven to ten days a year. Mm. Um, oh, and- I think it's a great, it's a great product. Yeah. Is it a product? You call it a product? Uh, yeah, so, I'd call it yeah. a product. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like I thought overall as a product, it was fantastic. And for the right people, um, at the right stage of life, well, that you know, the appropriate stage of life or whatever, um, it would work really well. I think you know we didn't we didn't buy because. When we travel, we actively, we usually actively avoid hotels and resorts because we, like Aaron said, we like to stay in Airbnbs and get that local experience. Like we like to literally stay in someone's spare room or get an apartment in some local area where you can walk out and buy fruit and veg from Joe, the local grocer, you know, next door. That's just the type of travel that we like. So it just, it just didn't suit us and and our style of travel. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been overseas before and had hosts that, you know, we've gotten there, it's been in China, we don't know anyone, we don't know the language, and the the gentleman was like, here's a map, here's your bus tickets, here's some, you know... Herbal tea. Herbal tea. And, and, <laughs> some dumplings. Yeah, and... And not speaking any English. And it was beautiful, it was yeah. a great experience, and, and at a hotel, we personally find it a little impersonal. Mm. Um, but some people like that. Some people are like, I'm going on holiday and it's all about me and my family and it's, uh, we want a lovely place to stay and then stay out of our way. You know what, you, you know, I would absolutely love to, to be a part of the club Wyndham if let's say like the fact that it takes the decision making out of your travel would be really helpful for me. Cause I find that's one of the hardest things. Like when you go, Oh, we're going to, where are we going to go? Or like, where do we want to go? But then where are we going to stay? What location? If, you know, having all the Wyndham resorts there to pick from, to not have to worry about, oh, where do I go? It's like, oh, we'll go to the Wyndham at this place. I think that would work really well. And if you had like a young family and you wanted to have that certainty of knowing, you know, knowing what you're going to get, I think, because the, res- the resorts would be like the rooms would be of the, you know, similar high standard. So you would know what you're going to get. And I think that would make it very easy and enjoyable for you if you have a young family. Absolutely. And, you know, with Airbnb, you take the good with the bad because oh, yeah. we've had times <laughs> before where we've rocked up to joints and we've been like, mm, this doesn't look like the photos. <laughs> this is not what we agreed to. But the majority of the time, we we find it, it works really well for yep. us. Yep. Again, 
um, no commission being made by Airbnb. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> and, and, you know, the bad Airbnbs, you know, don't sue us. We we still love you, Airbnb. <laughs> love. If it's bad, we just don't give a review at all. Yeah, we just we, <laughs> we let it slide and we move on to the next Airbnb. Awesome. Maybe we'll do another podcast in the future about Aaron and Christina's travel tips. With Airbnb. With <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do that, actually. We could. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I, we wanted to share with you. Um, a really interesting experience at, at Club Wyndham and I'm, I'm glad that we did it because it was, it was great to learn. And we got half-price tickets to Disneyland. Yay! Yay! So if you do want half-price Disneyland tickets, then you know what you're in for, right? And like me, you know, you can be an observer and, ex- and be an observer of the experience and see, you know, how they go about doing things. Yeah, and as a salesman, it was it was nice to um, experience uh, a sales pitch that I wasn't giving. <laughs> Yay. Um, cool. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, next week, we will be back most likely, you know, Aaron, if you will join me again, will you? Yeah, I, I, will, I will be your co-host for the next couple of weeks, unless you want to do a solo show and I'm asleep, you know, um, That could relaxing. very well happen, yep. Um, next week we'll do a, an episode about podcast movement and what we learned. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Yep, we'll do that. So I look forward to seeing you there. Don't forget to join the Facebook group, The C Method Rockstars. Connect with me there. If you're not a Facebook person, then come on over to LinkedIn and, and connect with Aaron and myself. We will be um, posting about podcast movement. Oh, yeah, well. and you can follow our page on LinkedIn, which is Podcast, podcast Services, Services Australia. Australia. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you real soon. I'm Christina Cantors. And I'm Aaron Heath. And this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Yeah. <laughs>